Time to get real. I want to see some crazy whizbiz. What's the magic made out of ding dong? I want to see some of that whizbiz. It's WizBiz with Alex and Eric. This is a podcast where we talk about Adventure Time. In this episode, we are going to be talking about Adventure Time Season 2, Episodes 13 through 16. Uh, those episodes are called The Pods, The Silent King, The Real You, and Guardians of Sunshine. My name is Reverend Eric, and... I am the Archduke uh, Ferdinand Magellan Alex Bolin. Yes, yes, and that, and we are... Uh, one or more of us is not wearing a butt plug. We established that before the uh, hmm. episode started. Well, let's think about that for a second. Do you wear a butt plug, or are we would we not be using a butt plug? Would, I feel like when if, something's in you, does it count as being worn? I feel like if it, do you wear a retainer? Yeah, but do you wear a tampon? I think you use a tampon. You use a tampon because they're disposable. Uh. Shit. Hmm. All right, audience at home, if you have any opinions on this, please let us know. Uh, more importantly... Do you wear a hearing aid? Hmm. I think you could wear or use a hearing aid. I bet you could wear a hearing aid and use a hearing aid. I think I the ones like... that, like, hang on your ear, you're wearing. Okay. But the one that's in your ear, I think you'd be using. Okay, so maybe with a butt plug, maybe there is a casual uh, method of utilizing one that is wearing, but maybe there's also an active way okay, of using I got one it. that no, is no, 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 no. using. Got it. The ones that have like the raccoon tail at the end, you're, you're wearing. wearing. Okay. The ones that are just like like the a bunch of globes in a row, you're using. <laughs> I have news, audience at home. Oh man, this is really really exciting news. It is. Uh, can I can I start? Um, because sure. this is this is a this is our most tragic and um, consternating, not constipating, consternating. Uh, segment that we've been doing, I guess, for probably the past four episodes, which is called, Hey, Alex, where's BMO? Where's BMO? And I can tell you where BMO is. Where's BMO? He's sitting back on the uh, on the mixing board uh, where he belongs. He looks so zen and peaceful, and it's just so great to see the little guy. So there is a story about how he returned, though. Okay. So I cleaned my room, as you can tell. Well, I rearranged <laughs> my room. It's 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 less, less dirty. It reminds me of... Uh, those uh, Warner Brothers cartoons where they clean the room by like sweeping everything under a rug and then they just put the rug down and yeah. the rug turns into a big mound. But you should have saw how much shit I threw out. This actually okay. is a lot more. Uh, it, looks, it looks a lot better. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean. Uh, no, to no, it's fine. I still no. There's still much work to be got, done. I just got lazy this weekend. But so while cleaning my room, I found a bag on my kind of catch all desk. And within the bag was BMO. Mm-hmm. Now I've picked up that bag. I've checked that bag. And, and I, I find it difficult to believe that I could have missed BMO being inside of it. Fine. BMO is returned. Here is the added weirdness. Last night, in this very seat, in this very room, I was trying to record with John for John and Alex Hate Stuff. Uh-huh. I couldn't get my mic to work. Uh-huh. It's so I checked all the things. I'm like, Skype says I'm sending data. I finally check. The, the mixing board, because I never touch anything on there. It's like, yeah, it's never, yeah. it's that would not be the reason. Okay. It has to be a software issue. Uh-huh. Do you know what was on the mixing board other than BMO? No. Mic number one was completely unplugged. The XLR cable unplugged. Well, how did that happen? I didn't do it. BMO did it. I don't know. Like, now I'm starting to think this isn't like a fun thing. Like, I think I'm experiencing poltergeist activity is what's happening. Yeah, I guess uh, podcast related. Yeah, it's a podcast geist, a poltercast. It's a poltercast. Poltercast. Yeah. Yes, there we go. No, I think that's like the Tyson Foods has the poltercast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently there's a there's like some kind of d- demonic force in my apartment that has unplugged my XLR cable, uh, returned BMO, put it in a bag for some reason, stole my prayer ring for an upwards of two years, and I don't really understand what's going on. Do you think maybe you have a mysterious person living in your attic? Well, I don't have an attic. Uh, I have, there is a person that lives, there's literally a person that lives in like the house and I'm, I'm the weird person that lives in the basement. So, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I don't know. Anyway, if I end up like speaking in some kind of like eldritch tongue and uh, sacrificing things, you know what happened. I feel like if you manage to do that um, without us trying a weird ritual on an episode, uh, I'm going to be extremely disappointed in all the weird rituals we've tried so far. Yeah, I mean, that's really what doesn't speak to you as a wizard. That, like, uh, I could just, I know, by I accident... You just accidentally get yeah, possessed. <laughs> accidentally get possessed, and you've been trying your, your, your little took us off. Um, hey, speaking of a name that kind of sounds like a demon, Zergiog. Zergiog. Yeah, but we have to talk about the pods first. We have to go through these in order. But that, we can go fast. Oh, is that not the first one? The first one is the pods. Oh, I, for some reason I wrote that down. Oh, no, no, I got it. Oh, sorry. Okay, okay. I had, I had a bunch of notes before that uh, about which episodes we're doing this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, we should actually tell everybody. Well, I mean, we told them what episodes we're doing. But this is the, our only, in quotes, skip episode for this season. Well, we might have a few other episodes that we kind of cram in. Uh, Yeah, but this but, is this is our, like, catch-up one. Yeah, yeah. So, so we decided um, that in order to get to the really good, juicy Adventure Time parts, you know, because... When we set out to do this, we wanted to talk about uh, occult influences in, 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 in occult influences in Adventure Time. I think you were at the first time. I think we were setting out to uh, do occult influences. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. I remember too. that on the I remember that on the concept <laughs> statement that we wrote up. But um, but that, but but we were we were getting a little uh, disappointed with season two because there's a lot of, um, I mean. You know, they're entertaining episodes, but they're filler episodes in season two that don't really uh, affect the arc of Adventure Time, don't really get into uh, kind of the underlying weird esoteric lore of it. And so we decided we would uh, cram a bunch of episodes of Adventure Time into one episode of the podcast so we wouldn't have to uh, make up so much crap about like butt plugs and stuff to fill up all the extra time. Yeah. And if you don't know what that means, uh, that means I was smart enough to edit that beginning out, but I'm probably not gonna. So <laughs> you'll, you'll know. All right. So speaking of plugs, um, pods of ice cream, I'd segue. Yeah. I mean, episode 13, the pods, it's basically an episode about beans and ice cream and yes. pigs and magic wands. I, get, I think one of the fun things about this episode is it makes a lot of references to like old fairy tales, you know? So there's a reference to Jack the Giant Slayer. There's a reference to the. Uh, three little pigs. There's a reference to probably some other stuff that. So you you refer to that as Jack the Giant Slayer, huh? Yeah. What are you supposed to call him? My I would have said Jack and the Beanstalk. Well, sure. Jack the Giant Slayer has a story where he goes up Beanstalk. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I'm not saying. I, I mean, this isn't like a correction thing. It, it's oh. a that's weird because if I were to refer to that, I would say Jack and the Beanstalk, and you'd say Jack the Giant Slayer. That's an interesting like. Uh, I don't know. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. I like I mean, words. You know, I'm interested in them. Jack the Giant Slayer has, a, I think, a number of stories associated with them. You know, like Seven with One Blow is one of them. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I know the one where he, like, goes up the, the beanstalk and there's, like, a cow. and uh, Yeah, he trades as a cow for some magic beans, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, and then he goes up into a cloud and one of the clouds is made out of ice cream. The other cloud is made out of, like, adorable pigs and silly mm-hmm. outfits. And then there's and one that's just filled with magic, magic glitter wands. Yeah. Yeah. Glitter wands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember reading that in Grimm's Fairy Tales when I was a kid. I did enjoy how the the magic wands were, um, you know, at first they're just like, oh, they just do glitter and rainbows. But then when the pigs get a hold of them, they turn into weapons. Yeah, as is, as is the way. I mean, obviously this episode is like a direct parallel to George Orwell's Animal Farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I think it's, I don't, don't even need to break it down. It's so obvious. Oh man, that, you know, blindingly I think when, obvious. Yeah, when the pigs get those magic wands, you're really like, oh wow, it's just like that yeah, part of Animal just, Farm. We're yeah. going to have a, a role reversal thing here, like the, hum, the human, the yeah. human. Oh, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's obvious. So, I mean, really the, the literary influences on this. So here's, here's what was fun about this episode. I really liked the weird kind of triple bluff. And he's like, Hey, look, it's it's a gnome knight. Nah, man, that's just a frog dressed like a gnome knight. No, I'm actually a gnome knight that was turned into a frog. I was like, that was, that's, that's such a dumb, like, like uh, it's, it's almost like a who's on first kind of thing. It is, it is. And it, he also just, like, has, yeah, I mean, the setup is just so dumb. You know, the, the gnome knight is like, I have to guard these magic beans. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah, the episode is pretty simple. It's, there's a lot of ice cream. Well, let's There's a- some we, lactose intolerance. Let, let's ask about the, the, all right, so the knight's quest is to guard three magic beans, mm-hmm. one of which is evil, two of which are good. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and they kind of touch on this, but mathematically, that fucker should have planted those beans a while ago. But you're f- making 16. You're terrible at math. Fine. 
But that frog probably was great at math. Gnomes yeah. are famous for their math. Right. That's true. That's a 66% chance. That's 66% good to 33% evil. Okay. Now. With, you know, with a dot and a threes. I'm know, wondering. Yeah. Okay. So the ice cream pod was obviously good. Uh, maybe not. What, what if what if that ice cream pod was grown in Asia where a lot of people have uh, lactose intolerance? Oh, that's a good point. Okay, so the ice cream pod, okay, and the wand pod, I'm not sure if it's good or bad, but the pig pod was obviously bad. Was it, or were they just spoiled by the, the human and the magical dog? That, they turned they, 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 they learned, But they learned no discipline from their parents. They're fresh <laughs> out of the pod, and then Finn and Jake are just like, oh, look at these adorable things. Do whatever you want. We're going to go to sleep. You're an hour old. Okay, good point. Good point. So maybe, straight it is. maybe the wands were the bad pod. I mean, I think it was, I think it was the, the, the ice cream. Hmm. Yeah, you get fat, you can get diabetes. If you're lactose intolerant, you can get, you can get the, 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 the runs. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's pretty obvious. Or maybe the bad one was the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. uh, I also do, I do love that, uh, the, the solution to this is that they, they, Finn makes them fill out a survey. To find and out if they're they evil. draw adorable pictures of ice cream of like, is there anything you're like allergic to or whatever? And that that becomes the the end result of you shoot them <laughs> with ice cream and they explode into like butterflies and flowers. Yeah, I was surprised. There was a lot of death in this episode. The 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 gnome knight dies, uh, and every single mm-hmm. one of the adorable pigs gets killed. Like Finn kills a lot in this I, episode. Now I did watch this episode really recently, but the gnome knight died. Yeah, yeah, right after Finn accepts the quest. He turns the, back into a he gnome. He turns back into a gnome, falls down dead, and dissolves into a pile of uh, of ash and blows away. Oh, you know, I think I may have written a note during that part because I saw him get old and turn back into the thing. And I think maybe I looked down to write a note. Maybe it was really traumatic and you blocked it out. I mean, probably. I've, I've, had, I've had a lot of trauma in my life. and um, Especially regarding knights. Yeah, and, and pigs and adorable outfits. My whole, like, so I was diagnosed with uh, CPTSD. That's real. This is where the joke starts. And oh, uh, talking to my uh, therapist, I was telling him about when I was a little kid and how my parents took me to that farm and they had pigs dressed up in adorable outfits. Uh-huh. And then my other brother, the one you never heard about, they just, they whacked him with a rock real hard, just tossed him over there. And I watched those pigs eat them for like 45 minutes. Uh, I think that's an episode of Justified. Wait, am I Timothy Oliphant? You are. Yeah, you know, I'm pretty sure that's my life then. <laughs> yeah, because then later I was I was friends with uh, Boba Fett and Jin Jarin. That that's that's me, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool. You also have like you have a tiny green sidekick, Swearingen, cocksucker. Got it. <laughs> that's all I know about Timothy Oliphant. Uh, yeah. So then the episode ends, and yes. it is it is a it is a proof of concept yeah. that our skipping these episodes to not focus on them was good because there's not a lot going on here. Yeah, there, I don't even have any trivia for that episode. There were no interesting voice actors. There was no interesting trivia. There were no characters who are going to show up later. There's nothing in this yeah. episode that connects it to anything else. Uh, shall we do a segment? I have lots of segments. Oh, you have lots today. of segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's yeah. do a segment. Because okay. I was going to say, like, I, I've got like, I've got like a third of one segment. So, yeah. Uh, the first segment is going to be the Steph Quick pre-memorial Shiny Rock quiz show. Oh, I didn't tell you. We don't have to say pre anymore. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I murdered her. <laughs> you have to cut that part out. You can't, you can't say that on I wasn't threatening to murder oh. her. I was saying it happened in the past, which makes it legal. Okay. So, in this, uh, this, uh. As we discovered last time, some of the words that Steph wrote down on the list uh, uh, might not have been words that well, we used. According to her, she put two fake outs in. Okay, and then, but one of like the and then one that I think she just said the wrong word. Okay, so uh, in this, so uh, so there's going to be an additional twist to this. Okay. So, so there will be a word that we that you did not use. Okay, one of them might be one of Steph Quick's fake out words. Okay, and one of them will be a word that relates to one of the episodes that we'll be discussing. Ooh, fine. Okay, okay, I like All right. it. Are All you ready? ready? Yes, I'm very okay. ready. Word number one, Philippendus. Uh, Philippendus is. I brought it to the show. Mm-hmm. And Philippendus, oh, it means like kind of dangling like a thread. Yes, you were dangling from a thread, Because you figured that if Philly like filament is what mm-hmm. happened on the yeah. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Word number two. Yes. Hypersphere. I didn't bring this to the show. I'm sure of that. And a hypersphere is a, I don't know. If, oh, I know, because you gave me a hint. 
I think I got it. A hypersphere would be like a like either a fourth or fifth dimensional object that we would refer to as a sphere in layman's terms. Yep, yep, yep. And you that got was a it. pure guess, just based on because you oh, said yeah. this one was from an episode. So I also I also figured out which one you brought to reference in an episode. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> the one that uh, is referenced in an episode. This is so if hypersphere specifically is four dimensional. Um, four, okay. But you can have uh, spheres of more than you can yeah. have n dimensional spheres, but a hypersphere is four dimensional. Um, okay, next. Axillary. Uh, axillary. Okay. I forget. I already forgot the instructions he gave me before we started. Okay. But axillary is related to armpits. Yes. I did bring it up on the show, but it wasn't a shiny rock. Uh, yes, I think. I don't know if that was one of the fake out terms, but uh, I know that you did bring it up on the show and axillary is related to armpits. Yeah. Well done. Because I think... I made a horrible joke about like armpit philia, you know, axillophilia. Uh-huh. And then I went, is that, that can't possibly be right. And we looked it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I discovered today that I have uh, axillary vents in my new raincoat. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, it's yeah. very, very breezy. Um, okay. Word number four, catastrophe. Oh, easy. catastrophe is the opposite of catastrophe. It's a good thing that happens, coined by J.R.R. Tolkien. Yes, yes. The the U uh, uh, prefix like, is from Greek and yeah, it like means euphoria. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. And word number five. Oh, how many are there? Just five. I should probably get one wrong. Hmm. Maybe there are six. There are five. Okay. Uh, word number five, pulchritudinous. Oh, that's easy. That's from uh, pulchre, meaning beautiful. It's uh, a beautiful person. You know, mm-hmm. Pulchritudinous is beauty, yeah. Like, uh, like, but, pol- and oh, um, oh, did I bring that to the show? Oh, that's interesting. Would I, hmm, my, oh, god, this is a tough one because that's a word I know from freshman year Latin. Mm-hmm. Would I have used that on the show? I'm going to say I did not bring that as a shiny rock. You are uh, 100% this time. Fuck yeah. You got... That uh, was tough though, because like I, that, <laughs> I easily that easily could have been a shiny rock. So <laughs> one of the things I like about pulchritudinous uh, is it's, on, it's, it's one of those words that doesn't sound like what it means. No, it sounds gross. It yeah. sounds awful. Yeah. Uh, and another one, that I, my, another one of my favorite uh, words that doesn't sound like what it means is bucolic. Like, oh, yeah. it sounds so awful, but it means like a pleasant pastoral setting exactly yeah and um I, so those are those are okay that was my that was the segment you scored 100 percent. you know it's interesting about that and and you scored a weird memory that was popped up for the first time in 20 years yes i went to the new york renaissance fair with uh-huh. my buddy fred fred uh, prided himself on having a huge vocabulary that was like mm-hmm. his thing and back then i was trying to hide being smart because uh all that does is hurt you to be smart in high school yeah so uh we go to the fair and he's hitting on this lady uh, that's part of the fair. And she says something about like uh, her pulchritudinous mm-hmm. or, or like being pulchritudinous. Anyway, she says that word. She's like, do you know what that means? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, I do. And it was one of those like, one of those moments of him being like, eh. and I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. Cause you're trying to, you know, have sex with her. <laughs> and I wanted to show you that I knew a word that you didn't. And uh, I remember that to this day. Cause I felt like a fancy man <laughs> turned my whole life around. Did it. And by that, I mean, I forgot about that for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh, uh, the, the bucolic thing. Like I, I know where um, that word finally stuck in my head. Like, you know, it would be one of those words where I'd see it and I'd, I'd be like, I can't remember what this means, Yeah. but I know where it, where it finally um, solidified. And it was, uh, I was reading Dorothy Sayers' novel, A Clutch of Constables, which is a great mystery novel. Um, and uh, she uses that word a lot in there. She describes constables' art as bucolic. And I'm like, what the hell does that mean? And I went and looked it up. And I think I might have used a dictionary to look it up. Uh, so the reason, the, the way I remember uh, bucolic, and this is, uh, if anybody at home wants to stick it in their head, is if you picture kids' drawings of like a nice landscape and like the trees look like broccoli, so broccoli bucolic. No, I'm serious. Like that's what that's how hey, that that's hey, how images, that sticks in my head. No, yeah. I'm laughing because that's that's a great use of images as yeah. a, as mnemonics. And I, as you know, I'm a big fan of that. I have a I have here. I'll teach you some other mnemonics because I, I have very little. Okay. Uh, you remember how to bury? You, you remember how to spell cemetery? Mm-hmm. Because you bury three e's in it. So it's cemetery. Oh, I always remember how to spell cemetery because I remember how Stephen King misspelled it in Pet Cemetery. 
And I'm like, that's oh, yeah, not that's how a good one. cemetery yeah. just looks like. Um, yeah, I think most of my image-based mnemonics uh, have to do with foreign languages, like learning, yeah. um, uh, especially uh, Hebrew vocabulary. I have a lot of image mnemonics for Hebrew vocabulary, which uh, are weird. The other one I remember is stalactites are the ones on the ceiling because tights hang down. Oh, stalactites because it's got a C for ceiling and stalagmites because it's got a G for ground. That's 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 a good one. Yeah. 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 So uh, on to our next episode, episode 14, The Silent King. Uh, this is the only episode that I was sort of thinking uh, might deserve a little bit more treatment just because um, the antagonist of the episode, Zergiok, is um, is a recurring character. But he's kind of a bullshit recurring character. Yes. Uh, and, and, I mean, let's face it, this episode is about spanking. It, it is definitely... Yeah a kink episode or an episode that deserves uh, a little bit of kink discussion. Yeah. I'm, this is weird for me to be on the side. I think after the way we opened the show, maybe we don't like really hang on the whole kink part of this episode. So you want to, you want to skip the spanking? No, no, we can talk about it. I'm just saying, let's not like make a whole big deal of it. But but before we talk about that, if you want to talk about it. I want to tell you about Zergiog because uh, the actor behind that has a storied history on Adventure Time. Okay. So that actor is Davy Johnson. Yeah. Do you remember the episode where Finn shaves his head and he changes his name to Davy? Yeah. So the other voice actors in that episode are the members of a podcast called The Bone Zone. Randy really? Mickey, the other guy, and Davy. Davy left the show years. I mean, the show's a million years old uh-huh, at this point. Uh-huh. But I, I guess Pendleton or somebody liked that podcast. So yeah, Davy became like a regular thing. But like literally Finn dresses as Davy looks in real life. Yeah. Like Davy's like a bald guy with a ba- with a mustache. Like he literally dresses like Davy uh, Johnson in, in the show. So uh, yeah, uh, can... Zergiog is Davy Johnson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Zergiog is, uh, he is kind of a dangerous Is it Ock or Og? Ock. Ock. Zergiog. Okay. And it's spelled with an X. Oh, yeah, no, I got, oh, I got, like, twice wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, okay, so one of the things that I that I thought was uh, interesting about this episode is it is definitely an episode of, uh, uh, like, culturocentrism, you know, where Finn and Jake are introduced to a culture that they cannot understand. The goblins, I mean, the goblins are basically, uh, the, the goblins have a very uh, weird and... Um, alien approach to how things are supposed to work. You know, the, the king has all of these rules. If, uh, if the rules around the king are broken, people near the king are punished. Hmm. And that's just how it goes. But Finn, at the same time, is like, I don't want somebody else brushing my teeth. I don't want somebody else chewing my food. I don't want to be stopped from being, you know, effective. But the whole culture is sort of based around the king being sequestered people doing all these things for him. And my feeling is, like, if the king was forced to do any of this stuff, that's why people would be punished. Let me, let me, uh, uh, yes. What yes. you're saying is correct. And I'm trying to say this delicately. And I mean that. This isn't like me about to say something horrible. Is Like, you know in Harry Potter, uh, there was an accusation that the goblins are Jewish stereotypes. Yeah. Like, so much to the point that their their pictures almost look exactly like... I'm not saying that that's what's happening in this episode, but this is a group of people that are based around arcane ritual, obsession with a book, the reading of the book, the understanding of the book. It's, it's, and you know, hook nose, like it's kind of. Well, except, uh, first of all, they have bat noses. A lot of them have bat noses. And the other thing is only the king has to follow the rules. No, the other ones do too, or they get or they get punished as like like an old. But Testament all the God. rules, all of the rules revolve around the king in particular. No, but if the king doesn't do it, the people suffer. Yes. So so they're really, but that's what they're I'm saying. They're invested is, in the king following. This the is rules. very Old Testament to me. But it's not like everybody has to have somebody else brushing their teeth. Only the king does. But yeah, I guess yeah. in a way it does feel sort of Old Testament. No, I, I I'm I'm very pro uh, Jewish people. That's like my favorite of the three Abrahamic religions. Like my favorite people. I grew up around them. Their food's great. Their culture's great. I just, I, was like, I just kind of felt like maybe, you know, like I think if somebody that gets easily offended watched this episode, mm-hmm. there's an argument to be made. And mostly it's on the back of the J.K. Rowling. Very obviously, there's some weird yeah, Jewish yeah. stereotypes, which to be fair, she probably just stole from Tolkien. Um, OK, so uh, some other things about this episode. Um, the Royal Game Archive looks like a giant mo. 
Oh, I didn't pick up on it that. It looks like a really giant Bima that's sort of built into a room. Oh. Which was kind of I don't cool. think I really put that together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, this is the first appearance of the Jake suit. Yeah. That's, that I made a point of, not to say that this episode is worth the full discussion, but that is a major thing that comes back. Well, maybe not a major thing, but it's a thing that comes back. Uh, speaking of, and also uh, just to bring back the uh, the the uh, axillary thing, yeah. my armpit. My deodorant smells awful. I really need to switch deodorants. Like, I went like this to demonstrate the BMO thing, and I was yeah. like, oh, God, that's what, my what, deodorant. What flavor o- deodorant do you it's, use? Uh, it's one of those newfangled Old Spice ones. Oh, those are gross. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, just, even just Old Spice is gross. It just got like a... I like the Old Spice, the the really old-fashioned one, because it just... It, my dad used to use that as an aftershave, so, oh, I, yeah. it, so I, I really enjoyed that smell, but all of their other ones, like, holy crap, do they have people without noses making these scents? Yeah. So, yeah. Here's a quick, uh, not uh, not shiny rock, but the term for that is anosmic. Anosmic. Is they what have, you can't smell. They yeah. have uh, axillary anosmics making the deodorant over. I mean, I, frankly, it's probably a good person to to, to choose. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Who cares? Um, okay, so the, I really love the ear clops idea. Oh, your clops are really. But fun. the fact that they are so easily defeated is just hilarious. Like, yeah, and it's known, noises. and this is very D and D of that. Of like, mm-hmm. you knew you knew their weakness. Like, yeah. everybody knows you don't use your clops unless they have uh, uh, ear earplugs. Plugs, in. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of like, duh, Zergiak. Um, the other thing is, uh, Michael J. Anderson is the voice of Gummy. He's the the man from another place from Twin Peaks. The arm. Oh, no shit. Yeah, he's the voice of Gummy. W- which one was Gummy? Gummy was the um, like the lead subservient, yeah, goblin? like the the major domo, okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the the main helper goblin that Finn is talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, um, and also I was reading the uh, Adventure Time wiki uh, article for this episode, and um, suppo- it was cut from the episode, but supposedly this was going to be the first mention of the mushroom war. Oh, really? Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, they got like an ancient book there, yeah. like teaching the yeah, which is interesting because I feel like the mushroom war has already been mentioned, but maybe not. I. I, in my free time, I've been watching season eight, and there's lots of Mushroom War stuff. I don't eight. think the Mushroom War has been referenced yet. Okay. I'm not even sure if we've seen Ooh with the chunk taken out of it yet. Uh, that's coming up. Okay. The other thing about this episode is that uh, now, canonically, the inside of Jake smells like vanilla. Which because is something, he was cursed. Yeah, there's something uh, very pleasing about. I like I like a throwaway to a story we're never going to hear. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's yeah. cursed by a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> like, why did the wizard curse you? Like, is it, was it a cookie wizard? Like, what what happened here? We're never going to know. Mm, cookie wizard. I want a cookie wizard. I mean, you can just, like, make cookies. We have true. electricity in, like, recipe oh, books and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah okay. Like, in the, in the land of ooh, in the post-apocalypse, you probably need some wizard magic. But for us, it's like... You just need like a bag of chips and then to tell you how to make the cookies on the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Now, um, is that all for that episode? Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. It's your turn for to do a segment. All right. Okay. No, so I do have two words. Uh, one is a uh, kind of less like, what are, you know, urban dictionary, but not like the really bad urban dictionary. Okay. Uh, okay. Schrodinger's douchebag. Uh, I think I might know what this is. Oh, please. Um, I do know that, that on one of the discords I'm on, uh, we talk about Schrodinger's joke, which might be sort of the same Oh, I thing. believe, yeah, please go for it. So I believe you're, I this believe you're is right there. Okay. where you make a joke that, or where somebody makes a joke that might be, uh, you know, off color, like maybe it's racist or maybe it's sexist or maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, homophobic or something of that nature. And, um, they wait to see how the audience responds before they say like, oh, yeah, I was just that was that wasn't a real exactly joke. right. Just yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Or if the audience responds positively, they're like, oh, ha, ha, ha. Yes. I know. Right. Yeah. Schrodinger's douchebag. Yeah. They, they refer to it as Schrodinger's douchebag in this uh, very quickly. It's basically what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. A guy who says offensive things and decides whether he was joking based on the reaction of people around him. Yep. I mean, he almost he almost had that yeah. like fucking verbatim. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Pardon me, Latin guy, werbatum. Um, <laughs> what about him? <laughs> yeah. uh, look, I do received, not classical. I have no idea which one of those. Uh, the, the other word is, uh, do you know what a mondegreen is? Mondegreen. Yeah. M-O-N-D-E-G-R-E-E-N. Mondegreen. That sounds like uh, either Middle or Elizabethan English. Mondegreen. I'm going to guess that it is some sort of... Uh, layabout who exists in a bucolic setting. Uh, no. Look at that Mondegreen sitting over there in that mud patch and not working for the king. 
no. Uh, no. You're very far off, though. I like Damn. you fit in bucolic. Uh, monogreen <laughs> is a mishearing or misinterpretation of a phrase in a way that gives it a new meaning. Oh. So uh, the, the, the example they give is uh, the, the Bonnie Earl of Murray, which is a Thomas Percy poem. Um, the, the lines are, ye highlands and ye lowlands, oh, where have, where hey ye be? They hey slain the Earl of Maury and Lady Mondegreen. But what it actually is, uh, the lady him, him on, on the, the green. green. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. So there's a, it's one of those things where it's like it, in mishearing, uh-huh. uh, like, uh, the another one is, uh, that the Wikipedia references is, um, in the modern, you know, uh, in the English is, no, no, no. English is acceptance of Spanish a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, there's a, there's a thing that, uh, the Star Spangles banner is Jose. Can you see? Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is uh, uh, because you know who the hell says "oh say"? You yeah, know, it's that's right. not a. Uh, so and the other example that's given is the um, Jimi Hendrix. The uh, excuse me while I kiss this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I instead like of kiss the sky. Uh, yeah. So those are mondegreens. Ah, I like it. Mondegreen. Oh, we did skip one thing about uh, Silent King. Sorry. Just oh, oh, we're going back. back going back very quick though. Why is it called Silent King? <sighs> That, that guy sure jumped around screaming and spanking people. Uh, Finn I think, certainly talked. I think it's a really, um, I think the name might be kind of a deep cut. I think a big part of it probably, oh, because the king has to remain silent uh, when there is a thief, right? Yeah, but he talks through the whole episode. Sure, but the rules are there. The rules prevent yeah, the king from right. speaking to his people. Yeah, I just like so the we king could, it is, could have been like a rule book king or something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the name of the episode was originally going to be Finn the King. Finn the King, what but, I like that. Yeah. Uh, I like the Silent King. It it actually has a very esoteric feel to it. You know, it sort of reminds me of like the Fisher King or yeah something of that nature. So I I do like the name. Um, I remember. But yeah, it it does seem like a stretch. Did you have that thing in your elementary school where you would say like, oh, you know who's it's oh yeah that guy he's like uh, he's like the king of kung fu i mean he's like the kung fu king mm-hmm. like you try to like say fucking in front of people because you're yeah. like six and you think it's like a it's like a te moment <laughs> it's good times uh so before we start the next episode erica I'd li- i would like you to tell the audience what you're thinking right now because eric is staring befuddled abused okay uh, all right so you know we uh we do have uh, adult beverages while we're recording and um Today, Alex offered me one of his uh, hard seltzers. But these are the new uh, White Claw Surges, which are basically like the malt beverage of of, uh, of hard seltzers. They're 8% alcohol. Uh, they actually have a lot of flavor. Like this is the cranberry one. And it really kind of punches you in the face with yes. cranberry when you first drink it. So it's it's actually nice that it has flavor because... The the normal white claws are, are very mild. Yeah, they kind of like to wave a fruit over it. Yeah. Um, and usually, so I sort of I try to pace myself. And usually, when when I figure we're about halfway done with the episode, I also open a beverage. Uh, Alex just opened his second surge, and I'm looking at mine, and I'm being like, I have like a quarter of this thing left still. What am I? So I'm just pondering, like, do I really like this? Yeah. So the thing with surge, the audience at home, is that I was telling Eric before this, uh, the episode recorded, is it's it's like a um. It's like a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing where you start to drink and you're like, eh, I mean, it's not bad, I guess. Like, you know, I can deal with it, whatever. It's just like as a, as a laugh. And then like when you're done, at least for me, you're like, I kind of want another one, <sighs> even though I didn't really like it. And now it's like, it's like, I kind of, I weirdly, I like simultaneously love and hate it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Yeah. So uh, I, anyway, uh, I have uh, severe mental health issues. <laughs> well, my, uh, I mean, my next beverage is going to be a, a Hopworks Overland IPA, which is a beer that I'm really fond of and I'm looking forward to. And I think it's going to be a refreshing change. But, I, th- I mean, but, no, but no, the, vastly different. Nothing says, nothing says better than a month and a half old beer. Hey, it's been in your fridge. That yeah, fridge is cold. Yeah. It'll be fine. It's in a can. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, Plus, it's an IPA. They're made to. They're made to age. So, in the next episode is the real you. Uh, do you remember what kind of T-shirt uh, Princess Bubblegum was wearing? I couldn't right figure it out. Opening. It was like an X and an O or something. Like no, like... right at the opening, right at the beginning. Oh uh, no, I don't. It's a rainicorn. She's it? got a great rainicorn T-shirt with oh, like awesome. the head and the tail kind of coming out of the front. I totally want a rainicorn T-shirt. I... Maybe that's maybe that's what we should do because we need a uh, better like episode art, you know, like mm-hmm. better show art. Maybe we like 
we both get like really like age inappropriate adventure time shirts and we like take a picture of ourselves at it, like doing like the double thumbs up, just be like the most middle-aged picture ever. We can like wear Crocs and like uh, shorts with uh, uh, cargo pants uh, pockets. Uh, I only have uh, one answer for that. Uh, no. Werewolf queen. The answer is always werewolf queen. Yeah, that's very true. That's what I learned in college. Uh, yeah, so this episode is uh, actually kind of a fun one, but I don't think there's much substance to it. Yeah. Uh, there's some good beats. Um, one of the only kind of hidden things is they go to the library at one point. And, yeah, I uh, think it's the first appearance of the library and the first appearance of Turtle Princess, possibly. Yeah, well, I mean, more uh, more importantly than that, or maybe not more importantly, but the the chairs they sit in have uh-huh. the cosmic owl as as the um, oh shit really the I head did not notice that whatever you call that the head rest head, head rest the head area of yeah. the chair uh-huh. whatever the, I don't know what that's like called the, the top of the backrest yeah. or whatever yeah yeah okay that's cool because we haven't really seen the cosmic owl yet have we. I don't think we have. I think he flew through one episode so far, but like. So he, he would have been in a dream episode. Uh, yeah. I don't think he's been, I don't think he's been named. He okay. certainly hasn't spoken. I think there was just like a, a quick blow by kind of deal. So uh, a few things I really like about this episode. Uh, it has some of my favorite uh, background characters uh, or favorite supporting characters. Uh, Peppermint Butler, I really like. And uh, Chuskus is one of my favorite. What? No love for Chet? I don't know if Chet even comes back, but I just kind of laughed at that. Chet, uh, Chet is in like 30 episodes. Oh, really? No, but he I mean, does he speak? Over, yeah, he speaks oh, no and everything. Okay. He comes back over and over and over again. He is one of the blandest. Yeah, exactly. He's so he, forgetful. I never want him to ever win one of our uh, our votes on who is the best Oh, yeah, by the way, we character. have to remember to do that this time because like, there's so many, there's so many episodes. I'm going to write it down so on this piece stuff. of paper. Okay, good idea. I'm going to write the word win Okay, I so I don't know what that means later. feel like I already know who to vote for so um yeah chet is bland like if he were a real pastry he'd be Mm -hmm. made with like splenda and gluten-free dough and like no eggs you know like all like he'd be like the most like annoyingly food sensitivity pastry and it's like yeah i mean i guess it tastes like a pastry i kind of feel like he might be one of those hard-shelled candies where the shell is like super bland and cornstarchy where you like bite into it and you're kind of like oh god what the hell is that and then there's like nothing inside okay like really chalky yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. that's that would be my guess no that's that's good too yeah but yeah, he's he's such a nothing character, and we, we've we've already spent too much time on him. If if we never yes. mention Chet again in our entire podcast, he still has had too much airtime. So we have we have referenced Steven Universe on the show a bunch of times. Uh-huh. Uh, another one of my favorite uh, shows is uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Yeah, in Avatar: The Last Airbender, there is a sequence in which they go to a hidden library, and a giant spiritual owl shows up and chases them out of the library. I don't know if this oh, predates right. that episode, postdates that episode, but like the point is. Library, Owl, maybe think of a good t- TV show. So everybody at home, <laughs> go and watch the entirety of Avatar The Last Airbender. I'll get back to you. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I Avatar The Last Airbender is incredible. I really liked that. Uh, okay, I'm finally, I'm finally reaching the end of my surge. But I do have some more stuff to talk about with this episode. So let me open. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have a couple of other notes in here. Uh, yeah. There's some good. This is a, this was a. I really liked the episode. I so, thought it was really fun. So as you're opening your beer, you do this while I'm talking because okay. this is not an important point. Do you remember? Oh, maybe it's just a logo. But uh-huh. so when Princess Bubblegum is in the audience with all the BMOs and the TI84s behind it, there's one computer with like kind of like a Picasso lightning bolt split face. That was an old Mac thing, right? Really? Wasn't I don't that know. like an old Mac logo or like a? I don't know. I said Mac like really strongly. Like that was you mean Apple. Make, yeah, yeah, Apple, Mac, yeah. I don't remember Apple having a logo like that. I, it was always that stupid uh, Apple thing with a bite taken See, out I have of this memory of, maybe it's, not, maybe it's not Apple. I have this memory You're of like a... Of Zenith? No, Is, no, but it's like, you no, know, it's like a face with like a, like a smiley face with like kind of a jagged line down the center. It's two-toned. The audience at home, somebody's going to know what I'm talking about. I, like, I, I thought I it know. was, I thought, I've never used Apple. Like I've always, I've always been either Linux or Windows. I don't, I've, I've never had an you're a, Apple You're thing. a lucky man. Uh, yeah, no, a, I. A fortunate human. I, I was I forced say. to use them in college at one point and I found them incredibly frustrating. Like everything is exactly the way they want it to be. And I'm like, uh-huh. and that's not the way my brain works around yeah. a computer. And it's very annoying. My first uh, PC at home was a uh, Laser 128, which was an Apple II uh, ripoff. Oh, yeah. An Apple II clone, I guess. Yeah. 
because we were we were too poor to get a real I got it. Uh, Apple II. But my my first computer was a Commodore sixty four. Sweet, those were awesome. Commodore sixty fours were great. So I have very bad recall of my youth, but here's what I do remember. And mm-hmm. sorry if I've said this on the show before. I know I've said it on the Alex cast. But you have really bad recall of the show too. Yes. L O A D shift two shift three shift two comma eight comma one enter R U N enter. That's the command line to, to load a. F- to load a game from the floppy drive. Yes. Now, the reason I say it L-O-A-D is because I memorized that before I knew how to read. And, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And then <laughs> shift two, I believe, was the quotes mark on the old keyboards. It was. It yeah. was. Yes. Yes. So oh, that's uh, so cool. I, it's still in my head. Like, it's almost like a song. Like, it's not like, that's why I say L-O-A-D. I can't say load. It's like, in my head, it's L-O-A-D, like, because I didn't know words yet. I just knew, <laughs> I knew the magical sequence of how to get into uh, the computer. All right. So, uh, um... The other thing I wanted to mention about this episode is, uh, uh, well, really quickly, I love the glasses of Nerdicon. Yes. Hilarious. But there is an occult thing in this episode. And I don't know if you picked up on it, but the fact you were surprised, I feel like you didn't. He puts on his glasses and goes into the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, he shrinks. And he says, everything small is just a small version of something big. Yeah, it's the hermetic accent. It's exactly. Yeah. It's as above, so below. Yeah, which is great. I, I love when there's an occult reference like that, uh, especially when um, uh, P-Butts is also in the episode. That makes me yes. happy. Um, yeah, uh, so Dr. Dextrose uh, also has a scientific parasite. I don't know if you noticed that. Remember I we... didn't. I know. I remember you telling me about the scientific parasite because I never knew about those, but uh, I didn't notice him. You got to keep your eyes out for the scientific parasite and for the snail. We never watch for the snail. You know what I did, though? Uh, Audience Zone, Eric and I both play uh, Slay the Spire. Mm-hmm. You, may, you may see us play it on Twitch sometime. I totally didn't realize that the slow thing for when you play that one guy that every time you hit him, the, the giant head, mm-hmm. he gets slow. It's mm-hmm. a little picture of a snail. It is. Never noticed. I mean, I, had, I got a big ass TV. Now I can see stuff better. Yep. <laughs> so I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. I played most of my Slay the Spire on the uh, mobile version, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the Switch okay. while it's okay. out of its dock. So there's right, a lot right. of like any fine detail, uh, 100% unaware of. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I play... Switch is like 720, I think. Like it's it's not a good. Yeah. I uh, only yeah. play on the, uh, on PC. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, but, you, you know, the, the this episode does involve, uh, so, like, the, the worms I thought were interesting. Like, they weren't the dream worms or hypno worms that we saw before. Like, they weren't, they didn't seem to be the worms from the king worm. Yeah, no, they're just, like, like worms you'd find in an apple. Like yeah, but they're not worm. like Shelby. Shelby's like a worm you find in an apple. No, Shelby's like an earthworm. Isn't Shelby Shelby's an pink? earthworm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, These right. are more like yeah. apple worms. And okay. to be fair, I don't know what an apple worm is. I only know them from cartoons. Same here. I never found an apple in a worm. Yeah, that would be actually really difficult. That'd be a big ass worm. That'd be like one of those Mongolian death worms. Now, finding a worm in an apple, that would be a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, those surges are strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eric's, Eric's hammered off of, uh, off of one an surge. 8%, 12 ounce thing. Well, I did also have that... Uh, that one milligram of THC. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah so we're, might we're both be, might be just be trashed. The other thing that has a kind of a cult, at least um, alternative view of reality thing that comes up in this, and that when realizing that uh, Finn makes this bubble machine that can create fourth dimensional bubbles, it uh-huh. creates a third dimensional shadow, which, of course, starts a wormhole. He a, goes on this thing. black hole. Oh, sorry, black hole. Well done. You had worm in my head. Um that, uh, well, to be fair, black holes are kind of worm. Is it better to have a worm in your head or your head in a worm? Uh, I mean, it depends. Like, is it like a spice-bearing worm? <laughs> it is an old mother. So, uh, he, he, he's like, oh, I know, everybody's scared. They've got endorphins and dopamine and serotonin blowing. And even from the pineal gland, DMT is flowing. And it's like, oh boy, there's some fucking people on that staff. <laughs> like, they, they, have, they know where the third eye is. They've tried to open chakras before. <laughs> you know, speaking of uh, Steven Universe, uh, uh, Rebecca Sugar was involved in um, in a few of these episodes, I think. Okay. So she she was she definitely was one of the writers. I don't know if she was the one on... I just noticed her name in the credits, but I, I wasn't paying enough attention to see which episode it was. Um, so when Finn has that thing where he puts on the glasses and he goes shrinking into the microverse and and stuff that is the first full view we see of earth on adventure time with the big chunk taken out of it oh i didn't that's the first time did we see the chunk oh i didn't notice that yeah yeah oh i kept thinking so i was stuck in i'm big simpsons guy from back in the day the the golden years you know Mm -hmm. one through 12 um the um 
there's an opening sequence. There's a couch gag where uh-huh. Homer, maybe it's not a couch gag, but anyway, it, they do this sequence where yeah. you fall into smaller and smaller and then bigger and bigger and then circles back around and they're back on the couch. Yeah, like, much yeah. like this. And there was, an, I forget what it was, but there was another Simpsons reference either in this episode or the one before it. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Because these are all people that are like our age writing the show that grew yeah. up with The Simpsons. So, so they're like foundational texts are starting to reflect on. It might be a Simpsons reference, but The Simpsons uh, sequence is a reference to um, something from the 70s. Oh, I'm sure. But it, uh, I, I read about it. I just can't remember what it is. Right I'm now. sure you're right. But I it's one of those things where the writers of this show, unless mm-hmm. they're 30 years older than I think they are, are they're referencing not. the Simpsons <laughs> referencing. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them are are younger than us. We're around our age. Yeah, I can't imagine they're much younger. Well, they might be your age. Oh, yeah. You're like super old. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm like a cool, like I'm 29 and like feeling good. And yeah. Eric's, what, what are you, like 56 at this point? 112. 112. I mean, you look fucking great for 112. Thanks. I'm still younger than Steph Quick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's 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 like, she's an ancient eldritch horror. Uh, it's just, <laughs> yeah. She gave up her humanity. She found a golden scarab in the desert. And then, you know. We you still know. love you, Steph. Don't. Eh, I mean, yeah, Eric says that. Uh, Alex next... is just doing that negging thing. I'm almost certain. No, I just think it's funny to make fun of people. Um, <laughs> so you already mentioned that there were lots of Moe's in the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience was almost entirely Moe's. Like, aside from Dr. Dextrose, it was almost all Moe's, which was very interesting. Um, second, uh, Tree Trunks' house shows up in the background of one of the scenes. Oh, I didn't when they're When they're going to uh, Worm College. Oh, no shit. Okay. The mm-hmm. Tree Trunks' house that is makes down sense. There. Apples. Yeah. 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 Oh, true. Uh uh, third, this is the uh, this is the last time we see Finn's gold sword. It's destroyed when it goes oh. through the bubble machine and it turns into a four dimensional sword. Oh, that's crazy! That's uh, a, that's a really good point. Uh. And then finally, this is where the hypersphere is supposed to show up. But when Finn blows a four dimensional bubble, instead of a hypersphere coming out, a tesseract comes out. And a tesseract is a four dimensional cube, not a four dimensional sphere. Yeah. So. Even with the nerd glasses, the magic nerd glasses, he still didn't get four-dimensional geometry correct. But let us remember this is a magical world, and maybe that's a reference to the Merkaba, <laughs> like the kind of uh, spiritual geometry. It could be. It could be. Yeah, because that's like this weird fourth-dimensional shape that's like the foundational like marker of the universe where all the platonic solids are derived from. But he said it was going to be a four-dimensional bubble. Yeah, but what is a bubble? Our entire universe is a bubble. A bubble is a sphere. Yeah, but her universe is a sphere. How do we know that? We don't know that. How do you know what a fourth dimensional object looks like? Our universe might be a toroid. But you're staring at a two-dimensional representation of a third-dimensional object I'm just in saying eyeballs. it should have been a four-dimensional sphere. It should have been a hypersphere. What does a, a four-dimensional sphere look like? I can't see it in exactly. four dimensions. Exactly. So maybe that's what it looks like that's, to us. That's what a four-dimensional cube looks like. How would you know? Well, we have illustrations of what a four-dimensional sphere might look like. Yeah, in fact, 2D illustrations I made by people that can only sure... see in 3D. <laughs> Bullshit. There will be a link. This is horseshit. There will be a link in the show notes. <laughs> I'm not going to – I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to take like a horse's example of like, oh, yeah, that's 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 what fucking uh, TV <laughs> looks like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I nay, I say good, sir, nay. The last episode. Guardians, Guardians of, of Sunshine. Sunshine. This, this is a, I didn't I didn't like I don't like this episode very much. Rarely will you hear me say this. This might be the only time. Now there's there's other ones, but few and far between. I've loathed to dislike a BMO heavy episode. <laughs> and this episode is not good. It's not like it's not actively terrible, but like I have no desire to watch In it. In BMO's defense, BMO is just part of the frame story of this episode and mm. not you know, a main character. Yeah, like like an inner space. You're not yeah. considering like the guy they're in as yeah. the character. They're yeah. inside of the space. Yeah, Dennis Quaid, aren't they? Inside Are they Dennis in Dennis Quaid? Quaid? I couldn't remember if Dennis Quaid was the guy or he was the guy in the the submarine or whatever. It's isn't it Martin Short? Or oh, Rick I don't Moranis? know. I don't know. It's one honestly of those who shrinks. I was trying Ant- to remember Ant- the name of that school bus and I couldn't think of it, so I just bailed and said inner space. Isn't there like a shrinking school bus that like, like the go- magic school bus? Is it? Yeah, doesn't that like shrink and go into things? Dude, I'm not that young. I never watched the magic school bus. I just know that it exists. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just know that the, the, the lady looks like River Song. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So this episode is just kind of yeah. It's uh, it's it's got a dumb song that I don't like. Uh, mm-hmm. but at least it sort of sounds like Bimo, uh, uh, like Devo. Um, 
BMO gets hurt, which I don't like. I don't like BMO getting hurt. Uh, oh, okay. I'm gonna. Th- there's one good thing in this episode. The whole episode happens, and I, I think we're just admitting we're not going to go through all of it. Uh-huh. The end of the episode, uh, the the computer that they're stuck in, they escape, and uh, the the bad guys are like, "No, man, we get, we're out in the sun. That's all we ever wanted." And to kill that computer that's visiting us all those years, and <laughs> yeah. that actually made me laugh. It was like. Wow, yeah, from their perspective, this is like a this is like an unending horror that was perpetrated by by oh, yeah. We're uh or the original Mo. Yeah. Because that's the only way those monsters could have gotten hidden in there. And I don't understand. This is this is a thing that just doesn't fit into Bemo's story. It doesn't fit into the Bemo arc. It doesn't fit into the origin story that we get for Bemo later. Like yeah. why are there monsters trapped inside a Bemo and and what? Like how did they get troned in there? So I wonder if they got troned in there or they got like anti-troned out of there, that they are, they were programmed uh-huh. like they're just a regular ass computer game. And they got anti-troned. And then because they're now in the magical world of Ooh, where magic is everything, when Finn and Jake, a magical dog and, a, and the last human get uh-huh. into there, uh, th- that thus the magic allows the portal to open through BMO to allow them into the real world. Like, uh, yeah. That's, I th- feel like that's good headcanon. Uh, I mean, either way, it's a, not a good episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's just not a good episode. Um, but there are there are, I have I do have two pieces of trivia. Yeah, please. Um, the first is uh when Finn when we get the zoom in of of uh computer Finn and we look at his leg and it's all the binary code. Yes. Uh, it says two things. It says Finn's leg, and then it says hello world. Hmm. Which is fun. I'm pretty sure it says one and zero. Right, but you know it's binary. Code. Yeah, I'm, I'm non-binary. <laughs> that was an ugh of disgust at Alex's humor, not an ugh of disgust at non-binary people. Sure. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, and the second piece of trivia is that uh, the episode when they are in the computer game, they use uh, sound effects from Mega Man. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Um, I, I played a lot of Mega Man in my life. I just had an idea for the LGBTQTIA, uh, the, the, the whole... LBGTQIA plus. Plus. I paused midway because I'm like, oh shit, I think I'm going to forget one. And then I had stage fright and (laughs) and fucked the whole thing up. But because they're non binary, right? Uh They should, that whole thing, because it already has Q as the thing, quantum. Quantum. So it's the quantum, because it's non binary, like quantum computers. So any well, so anything on the whole spectrum of the non binary spectrum, uh quantum. Well, here's the problem. Or quanta. Or quantas, like the airline. (laughs) Except that quantum has such a weird meaning. You know, it's it's basically like the smallest possible uh, uh, non-divisible unit. That's a quantum. Hmm. Yeah, I guess if you look at it from that way, that's probably not like the best. Yeah. I was I was more thinking from the, you know, computer. This is the next evolution away from like the binary way of right, thinking. Right, because we keep talking about quantum computers. The quantum yeah. computers use qubits, which are literally uh, bits based on quantum oh perfect we'll call them cuberts i got it solved <laughs> i know there's nothing to solve i just uh I, I i struggle to remember all the letters and then i feel bad so I just, i'm just pitching <laughs> pitching uh things i i love all of you my queer brethren me too as as a as a uh, like vaguely gray asexual type uh, uh i'm on there with you i just you know i'm old so i don't want to join your ranks um that sounded bad I'm going to cut most of this. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. It's not because you're old. No, it is. No, it is because you're old. It is. But because, no, I've said this before that yeah. if, if I were 15 years younger, I believe that I would be embracing the kind of asexual, uh, gray ace, demisexual thing. But mm-hmm. I'm so dead entrenched in this gross, like he, him, ugh, that like, when, when we get, I'm 42 and I'm going to go by they. I mean, I'm not, anybody that does that, if you're 50 something, 60, 80, whatever, and you break out of the chains, good for you. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm, I'm dragged down by the, the Catholic guilt and miasma of my youth. <laughs> that like, it's just, it's, yeah, it's hard for me to break out. So uh, you should all feel bad for me and, and give me money. I feel like that's how it's it's always supposed to go, right? Perfect. Oh, oh, hey, speaking about uh, uh, giving money. Uh-huh. No, no, this, this is actually going somewhere real. Wait, do I owe you money? No. Uh, so, um, June 6th, which uh, I think this episode will be out by then, if not. That's 6-6. Uh, yes. Um, is the 10-year anniversary of Periphery, the novel I wrote. <gasps> Everybody should buy a copy. Yes. And I'm not saying this like as a, like, 
this is going to be an incredibly emotional thing. I've struggled mightily uh, mental health-wise in the past decade, and uh, that book was really important, and it didn't get the audience it deserved. So I agree. if you're out there and you haven't read it, please do. And if you're out there and just want to be nice, leave me a five-star review on Amazon. It, like, honestly helps a lot. It makes me feel like I didn't waste my life thinking I'd be a writer. Uh, there's, like, a whole bunch. I'm not trying to guilt you into it. If you don't feel like doing it, cool. I'm right there with you. I'm just saying if you're, like, a person with, like, uh, you got, like, empathy for me, you're like, oh, man, that Alex guy. Like, You I'm should like, do it. Yeah, You do should it. do it, audience. That's our call to action this episode. Yeah, please. Because, uh, man, I don't. I don't think I have the kind of uh, emotional uh, skills to deal with 10 years since that book came out. Like that gives me that gives me like regular panic, uh-huh. existential panic, and then some like deeper third level panic that I don't have a word for. Oh, the secret panic. The secret panic. Like a, like a Mondegreen panic. <laughs> yeah, the Mondegreen panic. <laughs> yes. You don't want the secret panic. Yes. Yeah, okay. Like panic at the disc hoe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a Mondegreen. Uh, so yes, uh, it is called Periphery by Alex Bolin, A-L-E-X-X-B-O-L-L-E-N. I would try to remember to leave a uh, link in the show notes, but I remembered that exactly once so far. So, uh, you know, fingers crossed. <laughs> uh, well, you know what? That helps me figure out what our final segment is going to be. Oh, we have another one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. One last segment. We're going to do the what the hell are you watching right now segment. Oh, uh, I have an easy one. Okay. I am for embarrassingly, uh-huh. uh, and and I think I think our younger audience will will understand this in my uh, my uh, neurodivergent kind of way of approaching the world. Uh, I comfort watch the same things over and over again, uh-huh. and I think I'm on my fourth rewatching of House MD with you, Lori. Really? Which I was telling you about that you should watch because I really think you'd like. I'm it. not going to. It, it's Sherlock Holmes, but with medicine. Right, right. I, I've explained this to you before, I'm certain. But uh, the first time I tried to watch House MD, it was the first time that I'd seen Hugh Laurie with an American accent. And it yeah. threw me off so much that it just poisoned me on the whole series. Like, I just, it's very gotcha. difficult for me to watch. And But I can watch Hugh Laurie doing American accents and other things now. No, um, I got you. I, just, I, just, I, I would just say get over yourself. It's a great show. Yeah, uh, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm rewatching it again. It is great. I just got to, uh, no spoilers for Eric because I want him to watch it. But no, I got I, to the person I, gets sick and House figures it out. No, because there actually is like a th- a through story through oh. that thing. Uh, the the Cal Penn uh, season was oh boy, that's oh, it's so good. Even watching it again, it's like what a brilliant way to approach that. Not giving it away because I hope you uh, watch it. But um, uh, yeah, I'm rewatching uh, House MD. Oh, and we just watched for John Alex hate stuff uh, to plug the other show. We watched a Japanese movie called One Cut of the Dead, oh. which I really really recommend. It's um. Without giving too much away, because it's one of those movies that the less you know about it going in, it makes it so much better. Not that I've watched it not going in. I was not I was unspoiled, and it's beautiful. So, ostensibly, it's about, uh, a, in Japan, a low-budget filmmaker is making a zombie movie, and then real zombies attack. No, great <laughs> idea, but... There, it's goes. It, it's so much deeper. There's so much more. Le- it's so fun. It's just, just like that this kind of fun comedy uh, thing. So I recommend it wholeheartedly. Um, it's on Amazon Prime uh, and Shutter. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm sure you can get it other places. But anyway, okay. uh, one cut of the dead. Really, great that thing. sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, all right. I you know uh, when talking about. Um, Rewatching things over and over again. Uh, I've seen Buffy the Vampire Slayer like a zillion times. Same. And, uh, <laughs> and one I of my do, rewatches. Uh, Adventure Time is one of my comfort watches. Yeah. So I'm, I'm currently watching uh, season eight, which is uh, uh, actually not a comfort watch. It is a disturbing season with a lot of difficult stuff in yeah. it. Um, so I'm kind of like watching it and I'm kind of like, oh, God, I should watch the next one. Maybe it'll get better. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, two new things that I've watched. Uh, I recently watched the latest season of The Dragon Prince uh, oh, called The yes. uh, Mystery of Aravos. Not my favorite season, but love that show. Yeah, great mm-hmm. show. Uh, but uh, yeah, not my favorite season. But it was it was it's good. Fine. Totally, yeah. t- totally fine. Just wasn't like I think that last season was so fucking good the way they yeah. wrapped it up. And I'm glad they got more episodes. But mm-hmm. eh, anyway, they're apparently going to do seven episodes, seven seasons total on it. And that's going to be I will watch the, every single one. Me yeah. too. Uh, the other thing I watched recently was uh, Witcher Blood Origin. I've not watched that at all. Yeah. You're fine. You don't need to. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's... Isn't there someone good in that as like yeah, one Michelle of Yeah, Michelle Yu. Michelle Yu. That's it. Yeah, and yeah. she's incredible in it. Yeah. But... Yo? For... 
Yo he, or you? Who cares? It doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to them, but like, I don't know off the top of my head. Just as an example, there mm-hmm. is a character in there. Um, so, you know, there's this whole sort of, you know, one of the things is like these seven heroes get assembled. One of the heroes shows up uh, and he's like, you know, he introduces himself as like, you know, my name is blah, 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 but they call me Brother Death. And then he has these lines that are things like mm-hmm. somebody asks him, he fights with these big cleaver swords. And somebody asks him, like, how good are you with those cleavers? He's like, too good. And then he has another line where he's like, I thought I was done with the killing, but it turns out the killing wasn't done with me. Okay, yeah, it's, it's fucking it's, awful. It's, got it. Like, got there's it. just some, yeah. some of yeah. the dialogue is so uh, banal yeah. and so tropish that I winced. They even have a line in there where somebody says to them, literally, Come with me if you want to live. And I'm like, if this seemed like it was a reference to, what's that, Terminator? That's Terminator 2, wasn't it? Terminator 2, yeah. Yeah. If it seemed at all like it could be a reference to Terminator 2, that would be so good. But why would that be in a Witcher show? And it was just, like, just so much bad dialogue. Uh, There were uh, romances that bloomed between characters that made no sense, where you're kind of like, where did this come from? This is just, like, right out of nowhere. doesn't make any sense. Uh, There were, uh, they they spent a a long time sort of, yeah, they, like, tried to build sympathy for one character. Okay, yeah, it was bad. Bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad. Do not watch. Yeah. Uh, So, yes, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I'm glad that I don't have to watch that Witcher show because I was curious and now I saves myself uh, the time. By periphery. Yes, by periphery. periphery. That'd be great. The link should be in the show notes. Uh, It's definitely on uh, alexbolm.com. There's a link to it. If you don't, you know, leave a, leave a review on Amazon would be great or Goodreads or wherever you want. Like, like a good review. Like I don't leave, don't leave like a bad one. Cause like that would make me feel sad. Cause people did that. Cause they got mad at me from the Alex cast. And no. got, yeah, they, uh, somebody went through and rated everything I have available as three stars, which three stars isn't terrible, but like, I know that person really liked the books, but they got mad at me and went back and like, what? An yeah. Asshole. Yeah. It was really like, very, very sad. Petty, very petty. So anyway, uh, there, there it is. Uh, uh, periphery would be great. Uh, follow us on all sorts of, uh, social media, mostly Twitter, uh, Twitch, TikTok, Twitch, TikTok. We have uh, two videos now. So yeah. And but we fo- are, uh, Wizbiz podcast everywhere. Yeah. We're actively trying to, uh, move on to TikTok a little bit. So, uh, yeah. that it'd be a good thing to follow now because we'll mm-hmm. actually have some stuff. Anyway, yes. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Bye. Bye. Alfita Zane, minor champions. Mwah. Mm-hmm.